when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Battle gigantic monsters in epic locales. As a hunter, you'll take on quests to hunt monsters in a variety of habitats, take down these monsters, and receive materials you can use to create stronger weapons and armor in order to hunt even more dangerous monsters. In Monster Hunter World, the latest installment in the series, you can enjoy the ultimate hunting experience, using everything at your disposal to hunt monsters in a new world, teeming with surprises and excitement. That is the intro marketing copy for Monster Hunter World. And while it might sound nice and even approachable, it is terrifying. Because that game is terrifying. And I'm Danielle Riendo, and this is Waypoint Radio, episode 128. Joining me today are Patrick Klebik. Hello, hello. There he is. And, and Austin Walker. Uh, I'm a hunter now. You're a hunter now. We can't now. talk about that game, to be clear, right. really. <laughs> but, we, but what you're we getting can talk at... About, hey, here, spoilers, Monster Hunter World is a Monster Hunter game. Yeah. Oh, oh my shit, god. broke embargo. You, you broke embargo. <laughs> that wasn't me. Capcom, don't... Tim Tory, don't send your lawyers after me. <laughs> don't send the lawyers, because we're just going to talk about games that intimidate us, yeah. which, of which I think which the Monster Hunter Monster series Hunter. is totally. a, yeah, fair, 100% a fair point. Includes well, Monster like, Hunter. You bring it up because... So, Code went out for that last week, yes. or... Or a week, a week before that, maybe even I don't even remember. It's a blur. It's some a <laughs> monster hunting blur at this point. <laughs> um, and we'll talk more about that game next week once we can. Uh, but you haven't dug into it quite yet, no, right? No, I and haven't. It's... And I played about an hour of Monster Hunter ever, and it was in like a guided tour that Capcom made, like a PR For thing like that was previous... like a person who knows what the hell they're yeah. doing is going to show you exactly how to do things, uh, which I think is probably the best way to experience that game, probably. Right. Uh, but I think one of the main narratives around Monster Hunter in general is how deep of a series it is, like incredibly deep. Mm-hmm. It has this, like, it, people who like the games feel like there's a really, really satisfying treadmill of progression, of, of getting ever stronger, getting ever better monster parts to make better monster right. swords, whatever, monster weapons. Monster swords. Monster swords. They're called monster swords. They're all monster swords. They have cool-ass names. Right, like there's the, cool shit, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, it's all very cool. But it is, uh, you know, I don't even know how many games deep at this point, and uh, just a very, very intimidating thing for a total newbie to kind of jump into, like this incredibly deep, vast world of, of monster swords. Right. So, like, <laughs> I played a, a very small amount, like, in Monster Hunter terms, five hours or something yeah. of a V, or not a Vita, a blink a, of an eye, a PSP Monster Hunter game, probably. Sure. Monster Hunter Portable. G Generations <laughs> X. Right. The Z. Austin, That's you are Z. you are paid to know these things. Dragon why don't Ball you know the name Z. of? <laughs> yeah, I'm not. A, I'm fighters. clearly why. Who let him have a website? He doesn't even know the name <laughs> of the third Monster Hunter on on PSP that he got from that store in Midtown. Like whatever. In 2006. In, in 2000? Question mark. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Um, right. But. Um, 
my my problem then, and one of my problems with Monster Hunter, all like always, and also maybe this goes to say you can talk about this with a range of other games that are kind of similar to Monster Hunter, yeah. uh, the Souls games, uh, Dragon's Dogma, um, even even Western style RPGs like uh, Skyrim or something, or Fallout, or- Fallout, yeah. yeah. Maybe Fallout's like, a little more accessible, but in the in the general vein, yeah. They all have a structure in which you can you have a sort of a soft intro to what type of character you'll be playing. You say like, okay, I want to use this weapon, or like, oh, I'm going to put points into this stat. Whereas something like the Bioware games, like, oh, I'm a vanguard. I can I know I can put points into the skills, and, and there's some determination there. But I'm a vanguard. These are basically the abilities that I have. These are ba- I'm going to do the thing where I, I biotic charge at a guy and knock him <laughs> into the air, and then I'm going to shock on him out of the air. It's going to be great. Whereas in a game like Monster Hunter, you go like, all right, there's 14 weapons to start with. Which one do you you got to have them all? This one looks you, cool. What do you yeah. want? Sword like, and hey, shield? you can go to you can go to a training area if you want to like learn the moves. But like I don't know, you just figure it out. Just man. Like, around you got it. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And I super didn't have it. And like I was, I was speaking with uh, uh, Matt Kessler, who I, I believe is a noted Monster Hunter aficionado. Uh, and I said, like, um, I, I'm a. Do you, does anyone ever know which Monster Hunter weapon to use? Uh, I said it's hard because I think a lot of this stuff looks like cool enough. I'm just not the sort of person who I, I am. Just the sort of person who wants to know what the weapon tree is already. Yeah. And when you look at a game like Monster Hunter or a game like Dragon's Dogma, it's like I guess I want to be the one with a good sword like i don't it, <laughs> you want the good so monster sword yeah, yeah. um uh, how, how do you two like confront a problem like this well for me um and we could talk about bloodborne more later because i've got bloodborne on the brain mm-hmm. lately and that it's kind of funny because i you know of course i have bloodborne on the brain right now uh but but like i had never played anything like any of these games before right. i actually have very limited experience with western rpgs that aren't bioware rpgs so i literally like i picked a weapon that was like that looks painful. Right. I'll do that thing. And then I sort of figured it out as <laughs> I went painful. along. But it's it's very much like I it looks good. You know, it's right. not something I actually knew that, oh, there's a whole tree. You're going to put points into this. You're going to actually open up sort of new options from here. It was just, that's a sword. It's a sword. Yeah. Yeah. I think <laughs> Bloodborne was actually weirdly okay for me because I'd always read Bloodborne as a sort of, um, not an explicit follow-up to Castlevania, but in my mind it was like, oh shit, this is like, I can see how Castlevania became, I can see how the design elements of Castlevania evolved organically into a place where a game like Bloodborne could come out. Sure. Um, yeah. And and so Threaded Threaded Cane was like my obvious like, oh yeah, I gotta have a whip. I gotta have, yeah. I gotta be a Belmont. It's, it's like, Castlevania. It's like, Castlevania. I see some Castlevania. monsters and some vampire kind of shit going vampires. on. There are no vampires <laughs> in Bloodborne, are there? I mean, like, if you, if you take the the vampire thing, like, pretty right. far, you can yes. kind of, you Everyone know, is, a blo- is a vampire. They're all kind of bloodsuckers. They're all but, vampires. Yeah. You're right. I was, com- I was the opposite of right. I was completely <laughs> no, wrong. Okay. Um, Patrick, how about you? How do you approach this in, in a game that seems a little, let's say, opaque at first? Well, I think it's always difficult to tell because, like, how much of it is... Uh, and I think this leads to the intimidation for various series. Like, how much is in there because that's how the games have always been? How much right. is mm-hmm. there because it's intrinsic to the game? Like, I think you would have um, some, like, Souls fans argue that the uh, opaqueness is part of the appeal and that, like, trying to peel back the layers of opaqueness is, like, part of the fun of a brand-new one of these games is, like, the, the stuff they don't tell you is as exciting as the stuff that is right in front of you and is obvious. Right. Um, 
And there are layers of that that are, are true, and then there are other things that are just, like, bad UI <laughs> um, and, and things that I think, like, the Souls games. Like, if you play, like, Dark Souls 3 and Bloodborne are both, like, pretty good entries into those series that have smoothed out the things that made yeah. sense to smooth out and left the rough edges around the, the places that should probably continue to be uh, rough. Um, and so the problem with, like, I put, a, you know, maybe 10, 15 hours into Monster Hunter Three Ultimate, four Ultimate, the one that came out on Wii U. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. Because the, one with it was the swimming, the... could you swim in that game? Yeah. Yes, okay. Yes, yeah, it was okay. a port of a 3DS game um, onto the Wii U, and uh, it, it was around the time that I had played Dark Souls and like 999, and I like I had this. I was on this sort of kick where I wanted to try and play games that I had New dismissed. Yeah, well, it was just like, it's like we would have requests at Giant Bomb at the time, be like, I wish you guys play Monster Hunter, and just like mm-hmm. no one was into that sort of game. And I was like, well, maybe I'll take the time and not become an expert, but maybe I can try and get over the initial hump and at least be able to say something about it that goes beyond, I don't I don't get how those games work. And, and Monster right. Hunter ha- is a series that... Uh, doesn't do a particularly good job of sort of like no. tutorializing. Um, I think that is uh, something I can confidently say about the several Monster Hunter games that I have dipped my toes into. And what it shares in common with the Souls games um, is like often you'll end up having friends that want to convince you to try one is like, hey, I'll be your guide. Like the, yeah. the Souls games were, were very much like that for a while. It was like someone that would be there to try and, you know, push you gently in the right direction um, to try and give you hints so that you wouldn't give up in frustration. And Monster Hunter, I think, uh, you know, without speaking to the new one, um, has historically worked in that same way where uh, it is a game that you feel the need to go ask someone for advice, to go look up long YouTube tutorials, to go read message board threads. And historically, I have felt the Monster Hunter series has not justified that level of obfuscation and allowing... Uh, or not finding a better way to onboard players. I think Monster Hunter has generally been a series that has mostly just been okay with the fact that we are what we are, like our fans have figured out in the past, and we're just not that interested or have not putting in the time to do a better sort of onboarding process. And I can't right. even really speak to it in world, with a, not even embargo aside, I've only played like an hour, so it's like hard to even, I wouldn't be able to necessarily speak to right. like its own onboarding process. It's something I'll be able to get into next week after I put in a bunch of hours this weekend. But like, I think it is a question of how much is inherent to the game design that it's acting that way and that the the level of difficulty in getting into the flow of that game is inherent to Right, like I think some people yes. you know, well, this is... would argue that like Monster Hunter and Dark Souls, like the wall and scaling that wall is part of like, are you actually just going to be into this? Because if you can't get over the wall, what's on, what's I... over the wall is not going to be interesting to you. <laughs> see, that's, and that's the thing that, that is, I actually think, I, you're right, I see people make that argument. Mm-hmm. They make that argument about the Souls games, they make that, that argument about, and not just that, they make that argument about Dota, they make that, that argument about Fighting watching. Fighting games even, in certain contexts. Right, totally. Yeah. They make that argument about real sports. They make that argument about a lot of things, yeah. right? Like um, about about writing, about about dancing. Is like, well, if you're not going to put in, if you if you're not going to put in the work to get really good at it, you're not going to ever like it, really. And <laughs> and I think that that is, I understand where that comes from. That often comes from having scaled the wall yourself already and having had fun in that. So, like again, I'm not going to speak. It's very specifics about Monster Hunter World, but I found my weapon. Uh, it, it's taken me. 15 hours and some experimenting but like 
I know the weapon that I like the most. I still want to experiment with other things. You got a good monster and that ex- sword. And that, yeah. Right, I have a good monster sword. <laughs> I use a switch axe, which is a... There okay. are no new weapons. I have no problem saying, like, the weapon I've decided to use is this thing called a switch axe. It's a big axe. Uh, the main mode is it's a big axe that you can swing around. But like a Bloodborne weapon, it can transform into a sword, into this big, oh, giant yeah. sword that does really good damage and some elemental effects and, and stuff. Um, and it looks really cool. Like, it's, it's again, it's, it's a weapon that's been in the series for a long time. Um, but the way I got there was by – the game opens up and says, like, all right, which of these 14 weapons do you want? Do you want the uh, – the, <laughs> Bow? Do you want the charge blade? Do you want the dual blades? Do you want the great sword? Do you want the gun lance? Do you want the hammer? Do you want the heavy? I want the gun lance. That yeah, gun lance sounds good. The gu- well, so that's the thing is, Patrick. <laughs> I didn't have the response you had, and that's the thing is, like, if I had had the response you just had, I'm like, yeah, baby, gun lance all the way. Uh, also, Patrick, I didn't. Should... I didn't pick the gun lance. I didn't pick the. Gun you should lance. check out the gun lance. It's neat. Uh, do you want the heavy bow? Do you want the light bow? Do you want bow gun? Do you want the <laughs> hunting horn? Do you want the insect? Glaive? Wait, the hunting horn is itself a weapon. Weapon. Yeah, the it's hunting not a horn. tool, it's a weapon. No, it's like a bagpipe that you hit people with. It's a support with. class, right? It's okay, class. I sort of love that. It's you're doing, not going like You, you, uh, you uh, play notes that do buffs to your whole team, but also just hit people with a big fucking hammer that okay. is also a bagpipe that plays as that's you rad. use it. Actually, it's cool. That's like the Zarya so, way of playing it, right? Yes, totally. That's <laughs> okay, awesome. like, I wish I had the, the response that you just had to that, and the response that Patrick had yeah. to Gunlance, I wanted to have so bad. You would have an emotional connection to this weapon. Right, that would have been an intro to me. That would have been a thing that pushed me up uh, out of the thing but like so let's speak about the, the last time I played a Monster Hunter game Th- that game was just like alright like go play go pick a weapon go and what I would have really loved would have been to say like alright here are op- here are 14 optional hunts you can go on where you have to use all the weapons yeah. and you have to or, or you get to use all the weapons and try them out and like here's a guide here's some guide on uh, guidance on how they work it's almost like the Bastion method right like those little yes, challengers all exactly had a specific it. weapon yes. associated yeah totally like that's that that's a good idea that's a really good idea yeah, right. Hey, hey Monster uh, Hunter Horizon, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn does a really smart thing where every oh, cool. time you get a yes. new weapon, there is a quest associated mm. with that weapon that forces you to do the primary thing that yes. weapon is meant to do. And then you both get experience, you complete a quest, you end up learning more about that weapon. So it's not just, hey, here's a here's a new set of arrows. It's like actually like you need to go use those arrows in the context they're meant for. Go break means, armor shells off mm. this thing with this right, ex- right with this kinetic really, explosion. Really or smart way of like both introducing I, something and not saying like, hey, you need to go do this. It's more like would you if you want to learn more about this, here is a quest that is optional that you'll yeah. both get a benefit for and also learn something in in the process of doing it. I really like the hunting ground quests in Horizon for that mm. too, which were like, all right, actually use those traps. Like, really use them. I know you feel like you don't need to use them that often in fights because you have a method that works for you, but use them here. See how they work. Try your best. I actually really liked those. But my, my greater point, and this is speaking to what you're saying, Patrick, is I think it is underselling the, the talent and ability of game makers to say that the best thing that you can do is just climb that fucking wall and that they shouldn't right. build an incline, a, a softer incline for you to get, to get on. Roots, multiple, multiple roots. Multiple roots. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Like, the people who make these games are deeply talented. Like, yes. The, and the experience of organically bashing your head against it until you scale it, which is a weird image, <laughs> like getting over <laughs> it's it. It's like you're climbing, bash, and then, like, bash one, Yeah, you bash, use your, your you know, forehead yep. as a as a it's clamp, part of it. As part of it. New getting over it. That's yeah, a exactly. new game. <laughs> um, you, uh, that is a great feeling. But it's not the only good feeling. Yeah. There's lots of good feelings you could have. And, and I feel like when I play a game like... Again, like uh, Horizon isn't a game I love, but you're right, Patrick. Those moments were really good for me 
in learning what all of my available tools are. And I do wish that there was a little bit, uh, uh, even just a promise of that would make getting into a game like this easier. My answer was watch 14 YouTube videos. Right. Like, and, and actually, the, the folks who make these games, like Capcom, going onto the website to find this little bit of marketing copy to right. open this with, they have 14, you know, Capcom-made tutorial videos. videos. Those videos aren't good enough. Yeah, I'm sure they're not. I'm just saying, like, they know. <laughs> it's, they know. Totally. They understand. They know the thing that they're making, or at least the thing that they're marketing, has this accessibility issue. Or if not accessibility, at least, uh, you know, helping a newbie in Or kind at of least issue. the reputation of an accessibility yes. issue, right? Yes. Or of, uh, again, I, I They're think leaning into it in yes. a certain way. Way, totally, which totally. Uh, it tells you something. I think. Um, so yeah, but but I guess that's my second question: is Have you ever been in a position where you do go off site or, or out of the game to find a resource? And what do you feel about that as a person who likes games? Like, do you think that that is? I, people are split on this. I, I know yeah. a lot of people who think like, no, the game should teach me everything I need to know about the game. And there are people who really enjoy going on to the the Wikias and mm-hmm. and watching YouTube tutorials and like. And, and watching other people or talking to friends and trying to learn new tactics that way. So I, I we talked about this a tiny bit last night, but for, for those who don't know, I had never played a Souls game. And I'm just going to talk about Bloodborne because I think it's the closest thing I have to this yeah, conversation. Totally. Um, but, and also because you have Bloodborne on the brain right yeah, now. I've got, I've, I've got a bloody Bloodborne brain. That's fair. You know, it's very bloody. That's fair. It's hemorrhaging Bloodborne oh, right no, now. Oh, no, that's okay, bad. real bad. i got to see a doctor. Yeah, Yosefka. definitely. Let me into your clinic. Don't go to that doctor. That's not a doctor. <laughs> Don't go to Yosefka. Yosefka. You're going to get more blood on the brain, I promise. <laughs> she has some issues. Um, but I, I sort of started playing the game because I was doing a Let's Play at my, at my job at the time at Polygon with with uh, Phil Kohler. And so I'd watch him play the game, and I was sort of like, you know, his, his like, kind of like his coach not really his coach. That's not the right word. I wasn't really telling him what to do. I was more like, I don't know, emotional support as he got through that game. So I watched him play the game, and I was like, oh, I'm interested in this. I want to play myself. But it was almost as if I was watching a walkthrough and then going to actually go and play the game and knew what mistakes he had made, so I avoided those mistakes. And that was actually a really wonderful experience to have as a first-time Soulsborne player Mm -hmm. to kind of know at least what to expect in certain situations. And I found new things on my own, and I did all kinds of stuff on my own, of course, but it was really helpful to have that other resource. And then as I played the game sort of myself, I I had like the, the... you know, hardcover guide that had right, every right. like stat and every weird thing, and I would read that, and I found I found it really fun to do that with that game. I would not find it fun to do with games that are not extremely difficult. It's a weird thing, but there's like a very big disconnect for me. Huh. I would not appreciate that in like a 3D platformer. I would hate that. That would that would ruin some of the fun. Because part for of what me. you want is a surprise in, exactly. a, in a Mario Odyssey or something. Exactly. Like you finding figuring out how to get the moon is the joy. Is the excitement. It's not the execution on it exactly. necessarily. Gotcha. But a game that is very difficult, and I feel at times can be a little unfair at times, or even be like against me as a player at right. times. Like the, the sort of mean teacher versus the kind of nice sort of forgiving teacher model. I feel like having that extra helps me and helps me enjoy things. Totally, Patrick. How about you? I don't like watching 30-minute YouTube videos. I don't <laughs> all right, well. I, at all. I have zero interest. Ever. I'm so, I, you, you did a good job. Your video is very good. I'm, I'm, I'm not judging the videos or the quality of them, but I, that, that, I, I have zero interest in going down that path. Like often, so you don't want often, me to link you to this playlist of, of <laughs> tutorials from Monster Hunter World's uh, weapons, each of which was shot at Gamescom by this one very dedicated you want player. This, this gun horn? It's tutorial. called a gun horn. Oh, Sorry, uh, gun lance. <laughs> ultimately what I want, the game the game or when I ask someone for advice is like, 
look, like, what is the the most efficient way in, and then I'll just stick with that path, and then I can deviate from it later once I've got my sea legs under me. Like, the idea that I'm going to look at, like, 14 videos of a bunch of weapons, like, that's not useful to me as opposed to, sure. like, is, is like, do the, like, I ended up, you know, the weapon I picked in Monster Hunter World was just, like, two uh, fast uh, swords. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. it's a, I was like, I'm going to get away from the sword and shield, but I'm going to go something slightly adjacent to that that is still within my wheelhouse. And although it's not the most interesting, like, I looked at other weapons and went, those look way more interesting, like, in terms of a combat style. Like, what I'm worried about is that I won't get over the wall with that right. kind of weapon. And so I'll stick with something that's a little more boring, but is approachable. And then I'll deviate once, you know, after maybe 10 hours. And I'm like, okay, I have a sense of the flow of this game. And what I, games could very easily, even games that have walls for you to scale, could have di- like direction points that like that that are, it's not an easy mode. It's just saying like, look, like, even if it's just like questions like what is your general play style like ways of like molding the game around the player um i think would be really useful and games could do a better job of that and i want actually more like well, broadly um when i when i think about and i'm curious what how this falls for the two of you is when when i've broadened out this question of like what keeps me away from certain video games or certain genres or certain types and like when i was thinking about it i was walking my dog this morning like stats Stats freak me yeah. the fuck out. Uh-huh. Like well, games that, was the, that are... did you s- did you see that too mellow video that that uh, <laughs> d- our our four mod too mellow uh, who's who is fantastic uh, put a video up on on Twitter today taken from our um, our uh, eight hour stream princess, right? What was that uh, called? Wait, portion. little little, little Lily, Lily princess. princess. Uh, in which there's that moment when uh, so th- that's a, a date or not a dating scene, but it's a visual. It's a it's a I guess it's a visual novel with with some stats. It's it's by Hanako Games. They've made things like Long of the Queen, Black Closet, uh, uh, Magic Academy, Magic Diary. I think is yeah. what it's called. A, a bunch of them. And it, there's a moment in this game. You, you play a a, a, a girl who goes to a, a kind of an all girls school. She's got a thing about feet. She yeah. doesn't, another character has a thing about feet. Yeah. Thank you very yep. much. Uh, and there's a moment <laughs> where you have to start assigning what classes she goes to. And when that happens, a billion stats come on screen because you're raising like creativity and honor and grace and like all of these wild stats. And you can see me and Rob go like, oh yeah, video game time. <laughs> a billion stats. And then it cuts to, is it your face, Danielle? And you're just like, ah. I think I said like you have to do something that was like <laughs> that was my reaction which speaks to what you're saying patrick which is like <laughs> stats can totally turn off and it, or not turn off but be that wall for you it's well like for example i i recently downloaded uh uh darkest dungeon on yep. switch a game i've heard uh, a lot of really good things about from people whose uh, interest in video games line up very very nicely with the things i'm interested in um and it, granted, I only played five minutes because um, I only had a, a couple of seconds to turn it on when uh, in between things. But like that game, right out of the gate, is just a screen full of fucking stats, stats, <laughs> stats on stats, stats yep. that affect other stats, <laughs> buffs that are related to stats. Yep. Uh, and on like as I stared at that screen, I I could see what that I could see what that screen means to me in ten hours. Yes. But staring at that screen. The, the moment I booted up the game, where like there's no there's no real onboarding. It's just like, yo, there's stats. We're not gonna really explain what these stats are. You'll probably figure it out as you go through because you're supposed to fail. And I get that's the concept of the game. But like, I saw me right now 
going like, Ugh. and then I saw me 10 hours going like, oh, I understand what these things yep. are. And that was that, that I had the option to then flick over and start playing more Celeste on my switch and thought, wow, I know how a platformer works. Why don't yeah. I just go and do that instead? The um the funny there's two funny things about that one I played the intro to that game on my way over here this morning uh, on Celeste my commute or darkest dungeon, darkest dungeon. sorry and I almost lost a character in the pre first mission <laughs> I've played oh, no. that I've played that first mission a dozen times yeah. and I've started or restarted that game on various platforms and my like n- my knight just got critted twice in a row I was like oh he has no HP anymore uh, the second thing is literally eleven hours ago uh, Tyler Sigmund who is the the co designer of that game i think uh, and the co-founder of the studio just tweeted out uh psa uh if you feel like you are bad at D- D- darkest dungeon that's normal uh and and i read after i read that i decided to play on the radiant mode in that game which is like the slightly easier one uh that's the which, one i started on yeah yeah like i will like i looked into it a little bit and and adding that mode is for instance i think a really great um idea for making a game that was really impenetrable and really hard a little bit easier because it explicitly one it just gets rid of a lot of grinding it apparently cuts the time you put into that game in half um and two it makes recovering from failure easier because the costs for things i believe are lower for like upgrades and and you know healing your people and stuff like that um again i'm pretty sure that's that's how it works and i like that as another way to help onboarding in that it doesn't help the moment to moment onboarding but it makes the the Harm feel a little bit more less permanent. I feel it makes you feel like you can recover a little bit, a little bit more from it. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's another way to encourage players to kind of get into these difficult things. Is like, hey, fucking up is okay, and and it is all right if you if you you know you fell. We're gonna help you get back up on your feet. This is not the end of the world. Whereas a lot of games, especially games like uh, Darkest Dungeon. The combination of that like stat overload and the fact that you once you fail, that's it, you're fucked, can make you feel like, like oh, this is just never going to be for me. I can't see that 10-hour mark that Patrick's talking about uh, of like, oh, I can imagine when I get my head around this thing. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. to something I wrote this week actually about Way of the Passive Fist and how its difficulty sliders are just so wonderful totally. for onboarding. Especially if you're if you're not into brawlers or, or fighting games or haven't played them in, you know, like twenty years. Which is <laughs> basically my case, really. Or played them, you know, more or less seriously in such a long time. Uh, because it allows you to you don't even have to look at the stats themselves. It's just like slightly easier, slightly harder. You know, you kinda like pick your place organically on four different sliders. It's it's things like uh, enemy health and you know how often you'll get checkpoints things like that things that you can actually really tailor things to your own style and how I would love to see that approach in more games that are very difficult games yeah. basically uh, you know I, I know a lot of people a lot of very angry people tweeted at me about this but I, I think it would be amazing I, to have something like that in a soul I'm game. so torn on it because like, yeah. I also think that that I also 
in the past, I've been a proponent of those sorts of things being in the Souls games yeah. because I think there's a lot to those games beyond their difficulty. And I think that I it agree. sells them short mm -hmm. to say that the, the only reason you should play that game <clears throat> is to get into the difficult combat and like and have those that have that kind of failure loop i like that it's why or, I or that or that if you don't have that response to the game if that's not the joy you get from it yes. that somehow right. you've missed the point of yeah the game, i think that's presumptuous to well, say it's, the least. it's both presumptuous <laughs> it is super presumptuous and it's also like it, it it's demeaning like it i think is. you can explain to someone we it's our jobs to explain to people and to like dig into these ideas of like Oh, Dark Souls is about this, like the eternal recursion of failure, the the attempt to push through, blah 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 blah. Like that is like what those. That's what we say. Like, oh, that's what those games are often about, both thematically and mechanically, and that's why they work really well. I I can imagine someone being like, oh, okay, I get it because you've explained it to me well. And also, what I'm interested in doing is like picking up rings and reading their item descriptions and like poking around these worlds. And I, on one hand. I respect the the creative freedom of the developer to be like, no, we really, really want to make this point mechanically. But on the other hand, I do think that the the fan side dismissal of those who do want to experience it for this other thing, like there are people who just want to play that game because it looks pretty, who like the the design of the world. Or, yeah, it has and a like fascinating, yes, actually world building. Exactly, and well. so like I I uh, what I what I the kind of like weird centrist position I'm taking here <laughs> oh, is no. like I both please oh uh, here what? it comes <laughs> uh, hear both sides. Now, now you gotta, you, up. You gotta, you gotta hear both sides I, it's like one of those things of like I would never I would never demand that that from make these games easier or whatever right. one because I actually I'm, I'm of the camp that's like I don't think those games I think that like it's a bunch of bullshit that people talk about those games as being capital H hard. I think that there's lots of ways in which they're actually much easier than... I than they're capital P punishing. They're punishing. Rather than capital H hard. Yes, that's actually <laughs> right. Sure. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing is, like, I think that they're punishing, but also... I've written about this before, but there's lots of ways in which they encourage you to, to to work with other players. A lot of the difficulty comes from like a weird culture around what counts as winning in that game, sure. and like what's a, what's allowable. Uh, and like if everyone was just like, no, we're always going to play this game in co-op, and we're all going to uh, work together. A lot of those things are actually like pushover. You walk through. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, so, summoning is essentially, in a lot of ways, the the easy mode. Of, totally. of Dark Souls. Totally. It really does like cut the the difficulty. Especially with someone who knows what they're doing. Yep, I have oh, no yeah. problem can, doing that. They can essentially tank the you know the game uh, for you. But yeah, I'm I'm with you. Like, I, am I someone that would touch like uh, a, a, a mode in a Souls game or or a game in which I have personally identified as the difficulty and the punishment being that's my attraction to the game. Right. But if there was just like a hey, you can't go online. It's yep. this is offline only. Like. Right. But hey, like you can, it's something that's a little game genie mode. Like, just... hey, you're gonna put on this ring, and this ring means you can't go online. But this ring allows you to like kill the enemies easier. Like, I just don't, I just don't care. Like, it's, just, thing... it's never. It's like it I can still get out of that game or but... something like that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I exactly, Patrick. Like I, the I would I adding those options would not detract from my experience in any way, and it would open up the game to so many more people. Who might then later say, "All right, I'm going to go back and play it on the default settings," and like I think that that's a benefit, and not something that we should like frame as being 
I don't know, deleterious to the the soul of the game. Water it down. The heart mm. of the game. You gotta soul, get huh? good. Hate, right, yeah. You gotta but, get I mean, good. Those people can fuck off all together, yeah, Danielle. Like, I don't give it, like... They were in my mentions this week, and I was just like... I don't want to touch your Mute game. Mute them. You'll, you have me, the can game I tell you something you about those people? Yes. You can make it so that's the last time you ever interact with them, and then they <laughs> shout at you forever and, and have no idea that how small and insignificant their their voice is to you. And, like... It's it's beautiful. Every time I do it, every time I mute someone who is shitty on the internet, I I almost every time you respond to them, That's and I happens. get their soul. And I, every time I, I I go to respond to them and say, "This is the last time I'll ever hear you speak," and I don't, I don't do it, but I almost do. <laughs> and if you're listening, there's a chance in your, in your heart of hearts. You've been shitty on the internet to somebody. <laughs> in my heart of hearts, I've said it. You've said it. I've said it in my soul. You've I've communicated said it. And it. they can never say One it again. One day they'll walk down a dark corridor and see a, a writing on the ground. Yep. And they'll dark souls read my, my blood spatter. <laughs> and it'll be like, did you know that I've never heard your words before? And that's it. <laughs> and that's it forever. You know what I wish? I, I wish Twitter, this is an extremely petty feature of Twitter. <laughs> um, but, you know, they don't, they, they don't like to invest in, in real things to help people. So they might as well invest yep. in my, my pettiness <laughs> yeah, uh, feature. But, like, what if, what if you could... All the people you've muted, um, like sent to the to the phantom zone of Twitter, if you could get like once a month, like a summarized email of the things they have sent to you, just so I can just like eat it up and just be like, mm, motherfucker, like you sending this into the phantom zone, but like every once in a while I get a little check in, like what bullshit are those uh, the phantom zone people up to? Yep, I would that like would be- that. And if there's some way reflecting like some of it back on, like how much you don't care about yeah. what they're saying, like if there was like a. Like a oh, you sent three hundred thousand messages to Patrick Klepek and he didn't and read he any shit. of them. Like yeah. <laughs> that would be a beautiful uh, thing. A that's the, truly the, the hardest. The, the, the also, game that needs the, the best, the, best the, onboarding <laughs> is Twitter. I agree. And you're both you're 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 both aware of like the soft block, right? Like if you use the oh, soft yeah. block. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, I've used good. the soft the so- block. The soft block is so I had this. I had one follower who the mute just didn't work. Like he had an immunity spell to the mute. Oh Like wow. it said. I've tried, tried the game. He did the side quest. He got the immunity yeah. uh, the ring. He had the Dark Souls easy mode ring on. It somehow <laughs> oh, allowed no. him to get around, uh, away from my mute. And even though I like unmute him in like the desktop and then like mute him in an app, hoping like maybe it would line up there, oh, like yeah. it wouldn't happen. Like he just he continued to speak to me, but like he was just annoying. It wasn't like <laughs> the block felt too much. Like it was, it expressed too much of of how I felt the situation. I just didn't want to see the tweets anymore. And so I did the I did the soft block, you know? And for people that aren't aware of the soft block, the soft the way soft block work is that if you block someone and then immediately unblock them, they are they are they can, they are no longer following you. And for most people, they're not going to notice yeah. that that happened because they don't get a notification. You don't get told that someone blocked you. You don't get told that you are no longer following someone. And so you can essentially quiet someone into like a like a Phantom Zone 2.0. Um, <laughs> it's like a light Phantom Zone, exactly. A light it's Phantom like a, Zone yeah. Uh, yeah. by doing the soft block. Uh, and they'll still see your stuff sometimes when somebody else retweets right. it. They'll think, right. oh, I must still follow. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. No, you, don't you don't, buddy. Um, another solution, to get us back on topic yeah. to this, is uh, something I actually saw in, in and this by, by this I mean the onboarding difficulty, the intimidation, and especially yeah. what Patrick was saying about stat wall. Like you open the game, it's like, oh, there's a billion stats here. It's just to hide the stats. And and for a while, and slowly unfold them. Um, that's a thing that I like to do in tabletop role playing games a lot. Um, one of my favorite games is a game called Burning Wheel, which was is a really crunchy, like uh, dense 
tabletop role-playing game with a lot of moving parts that does really great characterization and like long arcs of of a character's life as it's like kind of a medieval fantasy yeah. rpg that's very focused on like uh, interactions between people and an obligation to to society and like interactions between different organizations and also like difficult it's very it's a game that like the only way you level up is by failing you literally have to try something and fail at it to get xp and like oh, wow. the way you you eventually to get the hardest things is to do things that are like legendarily difficult and fail at them and then you get to mark X, that the, the xp you need to succeed it's really cool That's in right. that way um but there's lots of moving parts in it and so when i play that game with people or when i, when I run it for people um and and this is when it's been run for me the smartest thing i see gms do is like don't worry about a lot of those rules. Here's the very basic dice mechanic. You roll these dice. This is how you know you've succeeded or failed. And like, and then bit by bit, session by session, start adding in the new things. Oh, we're going to do the more complicated combat rules this turn. Oh, this time uh, in this session, we're going to do a de- one of the, the kind of like debate rules that mm-hmm. let you roll the dice to, to have a kind of a long, drawn out debate. Um, and a game that actually did this really well, a video game that did this really well, surprisingly to me, was Xenoblade Chronicles 2 last year. Where for the first, and it kind of comes out two ways, like because I can imagine this also being intimidating to a different set of players, which is I was twenty hours, twenty five hours into that game and still getting tutorials. Right. Uh, but it wasn't a constant barrage of tutorials. The way it would do something is like at the start of a new chapter, it would introduce new mechanics. Then you'd play that chapter for like four to five hours, and at the end you'd have a boss fight, and in the boss fight it would reveal a new super move you could do or a new way to summon in a creature or something like that. And you would use it to win the boss fight. Then at the start of the next chapter, it would be like, oh, hey, here's like a little more info on that thing you just learned how to do. And then it would give you another five hours, six hours to explore, do side quests, internalize that new, more complicated yeah. thing. And then at the end of that, you'd get another little layer at the very end uh, of that chapter. And it was just like really – the they, they I have some issues. I have lots of issues with that game. But the pacing on it was really brilliant for me as a player at least. It, it, it helped me – get into it in a way that I hadn't been able to get into past Xenoblade uh, games because the the onboarding was too rapid or uh, too slow. Yeah. A lot of this has to do with teaching style. Absolutely. I feel like as, as I'm sort of listening to you talk about this, it's like you have adapted something as a teacher you know, when you're yeah. GMing uh, yep. that, that the crunchy game. I, I forgot uh, what it Burning was called. Wheel. Burning Wheel. Yeah. Um, you've adapted those rules. You have internalized those rules. Totally. And you are actually doling them out to your players as if they're students, kind of meeting them halfway in a certain way. And I will always appreciate a game that meets you where you are and kind of shepherds you along as opposed to kind of does the, like, 80s martial arts movie thing of, like, <laughs> no, break your face on a board until right. you get it right. Which, right. by the way, is not how martial arts are actually taught. You don't taught. do that? No, we don't mm, do that. Good, teacher, good teachers in every discipline in life, physical or... Or more academic, whatever. Yeah, yeah I got gotcha. you. Upper, low, whatever. Brain. Brain you, you, Sorry, stuff. blood brain. I'm sorry, excuse me. My blood, my brain is hemorrhaging <laughs> from the blood board on my brain. I apologize. My words are hard. Um, good teachers all have their own style, right? But I think really, really good teachers always know where to meet your student and, and how to meet your student. And well, this different is the difficulty. people have different learning styles. Well, this is the difficulty with video games. Yeah. It's like with a tabletop role-playing game, I am the GM and can right. do that myself. Right. With a video game, it has to anticipate the needs of 
every student. Everybody who I mean, plays this it. This is also why we need small classrooms in the world. Correct. Uh, is that like, if you're, te- speaking as a teacher, one year I had 30 students and the next year, no, one year I had 25 students, the next year I had 35 students. And that on paper for a lot of people, like, oh, that's just like, your, your lesson plan for 25 is the you're same as 35. Threshold no, because yeah. suddenly you, you need to, if you're actually going to hit all 35 students, you really need to to reduce the amount of time you're spending on each individual answer that, that, that comes in. You really need to anticipate a wider range of aptitudes uh, about different things. Like, oh, this student really understands the like the interest in technology this class is, ta- is hitting. This other student is really interested in political economy. This other student is really interested in culture and race. This other student, and it's like, okay, well, I need to cast a wider net and water down my points in order to actually and actually uh, pa- push through the the main uh, agenda of the course, the main lesson of the course. And that's really hard. And a video game has to do that for a billion people. Everybody. For everybody. Everybody's going to touch it. Where you don't necessarily get the opportunity to say, like, oh, you're having trouble with parrying. I can see it. I'm your teacher. I can see that you're, you're, you got down the combo. You got down the dodge. But you just can't hit Time the parry enough. Quite right. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so what game designers have to do is anticipate which of those problems are going to be felt by the most amount of people. Uh, which ones are, are the ones that are going to, you know, in addressing it, going to produce the, the best feeling of satisfaction or, or you know, provide the best outlet to, to get across a message or whatever the, the kind of core goal is that yeah. they're working for. And that's really hard to do without lots of testing. And testing is expensive. And even testing sometimes doesn't reveal some of that stuff. Yeah, because also every single player, every every billion of those people or however many billion yeah, of those right. people is also going to have their own expectations totally. and experiences and aptitudes and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So... Yeah, so that's not easy. That's also why. That's also why I think having that ring that'll uh, you know disable online mode and also make you uh, maybe <laughs> you can uh, adjust the sliders for for how slow well, the I mean, animation plays for parrying. That's the thing that that's makes why those... I think it, it would be helpful. Uh, they'll never do that. They'll never do that. That will that I, I that would never be something like if if they ever were to do something it. with that, it would be. <laughs> Just like damage sliders, I think is like the most yeah. that they would. Yeah, would give but even that would help a lot. A lot help. of people, I think. But that is why I do like the notion of the 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 sliders in way of pacifist. Is that like, yes. oh wow, like uh, you can really tailor this for yourself. Though I guess maybe the counter argument there that's worth considering is, you, you don't often know the education you need. You don't often know as a student of a game, of a martial art, of... of and that's why default modes academic... exist. Right, 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 right. Is that like, hey, I actually don't necessarily know how to best onboard myself. I don't know what the best way to get into monster, into learning the Switch Axe. Like, that was a, that is a game where I'm like, oh, we, all my options are available to me right away. Like, ah, shit, how do I actually go about it, though? Right. And, and so, I, I don't know. I feel like there are lots of... There are lots of right answers here, Um some are just more right than others for certain people, and that's what makes us really hard. I think that's fair. I also think uh, we would go to the question bucket, but I think we also have to go. Yeah, I think we have to tap out, sadly. I have to be in a meeting five minutes ago. Oh, shit. Sorry. Yeah, it's all right. It's cool. You know, I'll, I'll walk on it. I'll be like, I'm sorry my Bloodborne brain got in the way. Does the union know about Bloodborne? Y- yes. They know about my, my brain They know about blood. your brain. Okay. <laughs> Do they know about Yosefka? <laughs> And they know about yourself. Vials. I've been going to her clinic. Okay. You know, every, every, em- week. every employee needs to go through bloodborne training. <laughs> yes. <laughs> every, yeah, I think yes. A hundred percent. That's you know, that's the new uh, that's requirement. That's the new union agenda yes. is <laughs> make sure everyone plays bloodborne. Can you play bloodborne, please. God. Uh, so 
thank you all, and thank you to people who did send in questions. You can always send in questions to gamingadvice.com with the subject question. Uh, Shoutouts, of course, to Boem for letting us use his track Miss You off the EP Pale Machine. We are on Twitter at Waypoint. We're on Facebook at Waypoint Vice, and on YouTube at Waypoint Vice. And you can watch our whole eight-hour stream, which included Bloodborne, which put some blood uh, born in my brain. Uh, you can watch that on our YouTube channel, of course. And, of course, you can read everything on waypoint.vice.com. Thank you so much for listening to us. Austin, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. Amazing. Patrick, where can we find you online? You can find me at Patrick Puppet. Amazing. I'm at Danielle R.I., and I thank you for spending time with us. Of course, we'll be back on Monday. And as always, I will tell you, Bloodborne Brain or not, <laughs> be good and be good at it. Peace. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.